This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you so much and good morning. Welcome everybody to our Friday before the Memorial Day weekend show. Thank you for joining us today and we have a lot that we're going to be getting to as we prepare for the holiday weekend. It is already the pre-kend and the weekend will be getting started. Well, I guess officially at KLAQ 5 o'clock is when we play the weekend starter six-pack. So I guess we'll go with that being the official start of the weekend at 5 o'clock. Got six in a row every Friday to start the weekend from one of your favorite bands. It really is this week a lot of people's favorite band, Metallica. Even even if Metallica is not your favorite band, I bet it's in the top five. Mm-hmm. Uh, so six from Metallica coming up at five o'clock as KLAQ gets the weekend started with the weekend starter six pack. The Q's weekend starter six pack brought to you by Sunland Park Racetrack and Casino. Play the hottest slots and electronic table games at the place where there's always more fun in the sun. Sunland Park Racetrack and Casino. Let me tell you what's coming up on Loudwire, excuse me, Q-Connected. I'll tell you what's coming up on Loudwire Nights, too, but Q-Connected on Sundays, our new rock show that also puts a spotlight on local rock and regional rockers. Sunday, 5 to 7, so two hours of Q-Connected. This week, uh, we've got a top-charting band, uh, Saliva, is coming back, guys. They've got... Wow. Almost 3 million Spotify monthly listeners, so Saliva's coming back, and we're going to hear something new from Saliva. Also this week, Daniel Paulus is going to be turning the spotlight on Men from Mars, as well as Art Crusher, Nothing Town, and El Paso's own Jim Ward, Jim Ward. So that's a look at what's going on locally on the rock scene. Q-Connected, Sundays 5 to 7 on 95.5 KLAQ and streaming on the KLAQ mobile app. And Q Connected is brought to you by Rock House, the Rock House at 9828 Montana. Visit the Rock House on social media for more information. Uh, Coming up Saturday, we've got the El Paso Chihuahuas game. You might listen for some more tickets uh, throughout the day for that. Chihuahuas uh, baseball against Sugar Land. And a fireworks display on Saturday night. All right, let's uh, go around. Everybody's going to tell us what we're working on today, what kind of uh, projects we're working on for today's show. Joanna Entertainment News. What do we have coming up from the entertainment sector? Well, perhaps the biggest story from yesterday, Ray Liotta died suddenly in the Dominican Republic. He was 67 years old. He reportedly died in his sleep. And it was in the Dominican Republic where he was shooting a movie called Dangerous Waters. So very shocking. How old was Ray Liotta again? 67. Uh, that's young. That, I mean, now that seems young. I guess like 67 years ago when Ray Liotta was born, if there was somebody who lived to 67, it was probably like, well, at least he lived a very full a very life to a ripe old age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now 67 does not seem uh, all that old at all. All right. So we'll have that coming up in entertainment news. 
I want to throw in a mention that this Sunday we're going to have music at Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. It's Tunes at the Dunes for just $10. Music, beer, and food in the desert Painted Dunes, 1,200 Macombs. I guess that's actually 12,000 Macombs. God, it's further so, yeah. out there than I thought. Tunes at the Dunes. I like that name. Yeah, music good. starts at 4 o'clock, $10 uh, to attend, and the event goes all the way until 10 o'clock at night. Live music from DJ Vampiro, Broken Dime, Drive, and Redemption. I will be there myself to kick off the festivities at 4 o'clock and introduce some of the first bands. So uh, your chance to come out and have some fun at Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. Uh, starting at 4 o'clock, going until 10 o'clock, only $10 for Tunes at the Dunes this Sunday. Good morning, Nico and Jimian. Good morning, buddy. What do we have on the way with news today? As more information is coming out about the terrible shooting in Uvalde, Texas, uh, people are saying, or reports are saying, that police waited up to an hour for backup before going inside the building. I caught one of the uh, police spokesman's uh, press conference yesterday, and this... This poor dude, it seemed like he was doing his best, but, you know, he was laying out the timeline, but then there was this whole missing hour, and people were pressing him on, well, wait a second, what happened in that hour? Right. And he's like, I'll get back to you, I'll get more details on that, but uh, it seems like maybe not all the information uh, is in yet, but but people are definitely waiting. Videos have circulated of the parents of some of the kids at Uvalde. Who were, you know, basically screaming at law enforcement? Why aren't you in there? Why aren't you in there? Mm-hmm. Um, now, on the law enforcement side, they are saying that the people that people need to know that local uh, responders and responders from as far away as San Antonio uh, and other places in Eagle Pass got there as soon as they could, and that the people who were on the scene were there. Uh, really quickly, but there are a lot of parents who are saying, no, we were there, we were watching, the police were outside, and nobody had gone in, so I think there's probably a lot of questions here Mm -hmm. to be answered about this timeline. I will say that uh, the parents outside, plenty of people, you know, had their had their phones out, they were filming, so there ought to be plenty of evidence, and uh, you know, hopefully they could piece this to uh, Well, those together. videos are very sad and hard to watch. Yes. Of the parents just waiting outside. Some of the, some of the parents are wailing is yep. the only word I can use, you know, wailing because they're like, let me go in. Let me go in even without a gun. My kid's in there. Well, I was watching, uh, was it Fox or... I can't remember, but they had a, a police officer on who was saying that waiting for an hour or waiting before you go in or waiting for backup is is a, a tactic that they teach police to do, but it's an outdated one. Well, I, my understanding is that after Columbine, they, they said, hey, listen, the protocol for an active shooter when there's somebody inside the school shooting is that you go in. That's what the protocol's supposed to be. Hmm. But... Um, one of the uh, people who spoke yesterday uh, stirred outrage online. Uh, this was the presser by Victor Escalon, regional director for the Department of Public Safety. That's the one that I saw. And, uh, you know, it seemed like there's some unaccounted for time there. And definitely some of the police officers' were lives were in danger. They, the, uh, they had the Border uh, Patrol, uh, Bortec, uh guy that's like the special 
operations unit of uh, CBP, mm-hmm. and they showed like a bullet had put a hole in his cap that he was wearing. You know, mm-hmm. so I, you know, we'll find out in the days to come exactly what the truth is. But I guess there's some question and some outrage from even the parents in Uvalde is you know why why was this guy allowed to be in there for an hour or more uh, before he was taken out? But yeah, those videos are very very tough to watch of the parents pleading, uh, screaming in anger, you know. You, you can only imagine putting yourself in their position, mm-hmm. you know, as they were, and then they were being kept outside a perimeter by the police. Um, so, yeah, I think there's still some questions to be answered, and uh, I I don't know if the I I I hate to think that the police in a little town like Uvalde are are covering anything up, but it did seem like this uh, spokesman from DPS did not have all the answers that the residents and the news media gathered there were asking for as of yesterday. Uh, I don't know if that clarifies anything for you other than there is a mess of claims and people saying they did this, they didn't do that. Uh, And it seems like there's a big tangled mess that's going to have to get untangled at some point. So that's going on. We went out last night, had a good time, saw uh, Nico and my other co-worker, Joanna, yeah. at Cool Canyon Nights. Did you guys have a good time doing that? Oh, it was so nice. Did you get your pizza? I did, yeah. Okay, good. Because I was and walking... I later found out it was 100% vegan. That was a vegan pizza? That was a vegan pizza. Mm-hmm. It was so good, though. I know there was a reason that I didn't take a slice oh after all. God. It looked like it had pepperonis. my pizza and then didn't even eat it. I asked you, can I have a piece of pizza? And you, I said, yeah. Eventually you did, but... So <laughs> I go in to get it, but it's so hot and it's so gloopy. Yeah, but you do this thing where you ask while you're touching or going for the food. You're like, oh, you mind if I eat this? And then your hands are already on the food so by the time you're there like my hand didn't touch the pizza until i had got a verbal yes (laughs) (laughs) and then he just left it there and he's like oh it's too hot well i was really hot i walked out before you guys and i just saw it on the table and i was like is anybody gonna get this i know and then like my sister and i still stayed for a few songs until we were like we have our pizza at the table (laughs) Obi-Wan starts streaming, or it already is streaming on Disney+. Plus. Disney+, Plus began streaming their new series, Obi-Wan Kenobi. They started streaming it three hours early. I think there's a little overlap. So I get in from uh, Cool Canyon Nights, and it's still a little bit before 9 o'clock. At 9 o'clock, they started showing. So did you watch any? No, I didn't know they were going to start showing it early. Buzz is like, I would have prepared. <laughs> Ewan McGregor is back. The first two episodes, guys, are now ready I'm to go. For you, you would think that I would run home right after work. Yeah, are you? But I've made a commitment to take my nephew to see freaking Top Gun. I guess I have to honor that. <laughs> uh, so starting uh, today, you've got the first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney+. And then after that, episodes are going to be up on Wednesdays. On Disney Plus. All right, we have a lot to get to. We've got today in sound clips on the way coming up in just a few minutes. Your phone calls, of course, always welcome. You can give us a call anytime uh, that we're on the air. 910-4995. That's 910-4995 to call us directly. 
or to leave a message on our neckline, you can call 844-805-NECK, 844-805-6325 for the Buzz Adams Morning Show. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. A lot of uh, news stories that I think we would have talked about a lot more got overshadowed by the uh, events in Uvalde, Texas this week and the fallout uh, from those events. But I think one of them is that Aerosmith had to cancel their Las Vegas residency. Did you hear why? Oh, yeah. Steven Tyler had to go to rehab, didn't he? Yeah, they're saying it was a relapse and that Steven Tyler is back in rehab. They canceled their June and July Las Vegas residency. The band announced it earlier this week that he relapsed on painkillers that he was taking after having foot surgery and entered a treatment program. And uh, the band had some nice things to say. This is a band that uh, about a decade and a half ago, 60 Minutes did a thing about Aerosmith, how they don't mm-hmm. talk to each other. They fly in on different planes. They barely talk to each other before the show. They go out and do the show. And then they they all go their separate ways. Dang. Um, uh, here is a statement from Aerosmith. We are devastated that we have inconvenienced so many of you, especially our most loyal fans who often travel great distances to experience our shows. Thank you for understanding and your support for Steven during this time. Does that sound kind of like they're shading Steven Tyler a little bit? We are <laughs> devastated that they're we've like, inconvenienced. It's not our fault. It's kind of Steve's fault. Well, they didn't really. I mean, other than that, you got to read that in. I, they don't really dump on him, and they. I think at one point they call him our our brother. You know, Stephen has had a relapse. While he's in there, maybe they can break him from all those old lady scarves that he wears all the time. <laughs> That's too. his trademark now, right? <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Leave them scarves alone. I've uh, got an update on the NRA convention, if you're interested in this. Uh, The NRA convention is going to go ahead in uh, Houston, even though there are plenty of people Mm. saying that they should should not have it. But what are you going to do? I mean, if you're the NRA, that's like admitting, oh, yeah, we have something. You know, we're embarrassed about what happened or we have something to hide. So, of course, they're going to go ahead with it. But it looks like a lot of the music guests, anyway, are bowing out. Uh, we had heard that President Trump, Ted Cruz, Governor Abbott, and others are scheduled to speak. And I don't think we've had a like a hard cancellation from any of those speakers. Or if, if we have, I haven't heard about it yet. But they are uh, canceling or some of the uh, musical guests are canceling. And, and, you know, if you were to put together, like, what you imagine a playlist for an NRA convention to be, you'd probably get pretty close. Lee Greenwood, the I'm proud to be an American guy. Oh, right. Has said that he's not going. The Gatlin brothers, or Lee Gatlin, Larry Gatlin, rather. Don McLean was the first to drop out. He's the guy who sings American Pie. He dropped out on Wednesday. The NRA's Grand Old Night of Freedom concert is probably not going to happen because no one is left to perform. 
Almost all of the artists say they've canceled out of respect for those affected by Tuesday's school shooting. Mm. Uh, Lee Greenwood. God, why does this keep resetting? It keeps going. I'm trying to read this thing and it keeps jumping back, man. <laughs> Not my fault. I'm telling you. I see you. it just scrolling. Yeah. Uh, T. Graham Brown, Larry Stewart, Danielle Peck. As of last night, the only remaining performer was Jacob Bryant. And Larry Gatlin, the, the Gatlin brothers had a bunch of hits in the 70s and 80s. Okay. Joanna, what the hell is... <laughs> did it again. <laughs> did it again. <laughs> Have you ever heard a song, All the Golden California? California. Yeah. That's Gatlin Brothers. So Larry Gatlin actually issued a statement saying, I cannot in good conscience perform at the NRA convention in Houston. He went on to say, I'll directly quote, while I agree with most of the positions held by the NRA, I have come to believe that while background checks would not stop every madman with a gun... It is, at the very least, a step in the right direction toward preventing this kind of tragedy. Now, that may not sound like much of a move, especially okay. for people who, who you know, want to, to get rid of the sales of, of most guns. Right. That sounds very incremental. I'm telling you, that's huge for somebody who's was happy to go, you know, sign up to go to the NRA convention and perform for him to... for somebody like Larry Gatlin to say, I still support almost 100% of what the NRA does, but I've... Let me read that quote again. Mm -hmm. While background checks would not stop every madman with a gun, it is at the very least a step in the right direction toward preventing this kind of tragedy. And I... You know, you would have thought you would have seen this kind of change in a lot of mm -hmm. people after Sandy Hook. I'm noticing it just from my vantage point is I'm hearing some people who are still like, hey, I'm totally Second Amendment, and I don't think we should be able, we should be telling people what kind of guns they can responsibly own, but I'm finally hearing a but from some of this. Meanwhile, Lee Greenwood, the proud-to-be-an-American guy, made his statement to Fox News. He said, quote, as a father, I joined the rest of America in being absolutely heartbroken by the horrific event that transpired. I was scheduled to perform at NRA's private event on Saturday with my band. After thoughtful consideration, we have decided to cancel the appearance. Please join me to pay our respects as we unite together, as would be the most appropriate measure at this time. So you've got some of these real NRA-friendly performers who are tapping out on this one. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, if if Greg Abbott goes ahead and shows up what he says, what Ted Cruz says, what Donald Trump says, because more than any other big name in the Republican Party, I Donald Trump the, is one who does not get the gun thing. Like, all of it, his heart is definitely not in 100% on NRA. He just knows he has to. Right. I think him. the latest is that Governor Abbott will not appear in person at the NRA, NRA convention. Uh, he's going to be returning to Uvalde instead, but they are saying that there will be like a pre-recorded message that he's sending to the NRA convention. Yeah, but that also speaks. I mean, to me, that's that speaks volumes as well. 
Here's something uh, even even more tragic. Uh, well, not more tragic than the shooting. Nothing could be more tragic than that. But one of the teachers who died on <gasps> Tuesday, mm-hmm. her, husband her husband died of a heart attack yesterday. He did, yeah. He was 50 years old. And I saw a few stories saying, you know, you hear the expression, died of a broken heart. And this is like literally just the stress and the shock and everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, caused the 50-year-old husband of one of these teachers who died. And I think they had four kids together. So They did, yeah. Uh, didn't know if you had seen that story or I not. I did. It's so sad. Yeah, right. Just a real heartbreaker. I got a few neckline calls. Beto is saying that he went to the Uvalde uh, press conference where he confronted Governor Abbott. And Beto is saying... That he sat in the audience and it was not his intention to get up and confront Abbott. Oh, okay. So, you know, I guess that's a thing we're just going to have to take his word on. But Beto drove to Uvalde and according to Beto, his plan was not to get up and do a confrontation. Um... Beto O'Rourke said that when he went to the Uvalde High School, he was intent on just listening as Governor Greg Abbott spoke about the deadliest school shooting in Texas history. Abbott, joined on stage by the state's top GOP political leaders, explained what happened. After Abbott paused at the end of his 19-minute update, O'Rourke stood up and walked to the stage. Now, here's what Beto says. He said he felt compelled to confront Governor Abbott because he didn't acknowledge why the shooting happened. Uh, O'Rourke was escorted out of the auditorium, but on his way out, he paused again uh, to address Abbott. This is on you until you choose to do something different. And it was at that point the mayor of Uvalde called him a sick son of a bee, and uh, that was even as some of the people in attendance were shouting to let O'Rourke speak, but uh, Nico, the update from Beto is that when he had gone to Governor uh, Abbott's event at Uvalde High School, he didn't have the, it wasn't his plan all along. Yeah, to I was get up listening. It, uh, it's kind of hard to believe that an opponent would go to his uh, his other opponent's press conference. Yeah, although I it think was, there are a lot of people who are going to find that that kind of stretches credulity. Although it was a nonpartisan press conference. It wasn't a campaign rally. Governor Abbott was just giving an update on the situation. Uh, so that was on Wednesday uh, is when right, was it Wednesday? Was it Wednesday or when did we have our meeting? It was Wednesday because it was in the meeting. Um, And I told you, I think the people that are going to really think Beto did the right thing and showed great courage are, in my mind, people who were probably already for Beto to begin with. Probably. And people yeah. who, you know, are are in Abbott's camp, I think for the most part, are are not going to be won over by that. And I think our calls that we that we've gotten so far have kind of borne that out. I mean, it's kind of like a 50-50 split. We have a lot of people uh, praising or cheering on Beto, but we have as many people saying that it was, you know, classless and out of line and that it put an undue uh, stress on the parents who were there. I can't imagine anything putting more stress on the parents than what they'd already been through. But do you agree 
with what I'm saying. I was telling you, there are a lot of people who are going to see that, and they're going to say, oh, well, that was way out of line by by Beto. But there'll be as many people, at least in El Paso, saying, good, somebody's going to get up and say this kind of stuff. I agree that it's going to divide people, but I'm not sure how it's going to play out in the election. It might help him. I don't, it might not. You know, a lot of people are saying this is tanking his chances. but you see a push towards a more purple democratic Texas I think you're seeing- and people that want to see change happening. I mean, it's getting a point across. I mean, that's what Beto was doing. I was reading from some of the uh, music performers who are backing out and even somebody like Larry Gatlin, who says, I support most of what the NRA stands for, but we, you know, these background checks seem like the very least. That's a little bit of a move toward the center. Right. And I'm, what I'm worried about is people that are maybe moving a little toward the center say, okay, you know what? We do need to do something that Beto might have alienated them because they just had such a negative reaction to him getting up and confronting the mayor and, you know, uh, Abbott and all those other Republicans that were up there on the stage. Uh, who knows? Uh, I don't know if he alienated them or not. I mean, I'm, I don't I'm think sure he won anybody they, over. They might have, not many anyway. They might have. They they probably didn't like him personally to begin with. I mean, if if you're if you're voting these days, you're either in one camp or the other. I mean, there's very little middle. But I'm saying I think I'm seeing a little what I perceive as a little bit of migration from people who are hardcore Second Amendment who are willing to say, you know what? Yeah, there is something wrong with an 18 year old going in using the money that he had saved up from his job at Wendy's. And buying an AR-15. They didn't mention that at the press conference at all, though. I mean, that's the point. They, they that's the point Beto was making yep. was that all they did was blame his mental health. I know. Yeah. I know. But <laughs> what I'm saying is you're only getting people what I perceive to be a little bit of recognition of this. I don't know that it was helpful in the long run. I don't either. Beto to it might be. do something that t- it might be. I'm just not sure that it was in the long run. I think it was as divisive as it was. And I'm also making it sound like this was an all, all a calculated thing. Beto, for his part, is saying that he didn't go in there planning to do this confrontation at Uvalde High School. You know, I guess I'll take him at his word on that, but I'm just not sure that this was the right thing at that moment. Uh, let's take a break. If you got a uh, thought for us or anything you want to say, toll-free studio line is open uh, for you. It's 910-4995. Give us a call, 915-910-4995. And we'll take a break and have more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show on the way right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. I think everybody could use a nice, relaxing uh, weekend. Hopefully a three-day weekend for you. Coming up uh, tonight on Loudwire, Loudlist at 9 o'clock puts the spotlight on the most metal moments in the history of South Park. Throughout the night, Tony turns the volume up to 11 with a louder playlist. To make sure that you get your weekend off to a rocket start, that is Loudwire Nights, playing all the rock that matters. Tonight, starting at 7, goes till midnight on 95.5 KLAQ. Q Connected's coming up on Sunday. It is our new and local rock feature show, Q Connected, 5 to 7 on Sunday. This week, another new song from Red Hot Chili Peppers. 
Latest from Papa Roach. We just heard Papa Roach is coming to town before too long. September morning. Who's also coming uh, to the Rock House Sunday, June 5th, a week from Sunday. So you're going to hear new music from some bands that are going to be making El Paso appearances very soon. Also, the spotlight is going to be on local music. Daniel Paulus is going to feature an indie garage band from Las Cruces, Men from Mars. Oh, cool. As well as Art Crusher, Nothing Town, and El Paso's Jim Ward. Q Connected, Sundays 5 to 7 on 95.5 KLAQ, streaming on the KLAQ mobile app, brought to you by The Rock House, 9828 Montana. Don't forget, September morning performs a week from Sunday at The Rock House. Visit The Rock House on social media for more information. It was nice to get out, you know, as much as I make a fuss out of going out outdoors after dark. <laughs> it was nice to get it out It was there good and, to get air. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mike Shinoda from Lincoln Park m- makes, I think, a good point. And before you th- say that I'm taking this all personally, I do want to point, <laughs> this was on one of our webs. this was on Loudwire, so this was one okay. of our websites reports this. All right. Mike Shinoda from Lincoln Park says record labels are putting so much pressure on artists to create content on social media that they're taking <laughs> away from the artist oh my God. working on what they actually do, which is writing uh-huh. mu- and creating music. Mike Shinoda says labels are putting pressure on artists to prioritize their social media channels like Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. So they're telling them, hey, the priority for you as a rock band is social media. Does that sound familiar to anybody? This is our new priority for you. Read the quote from the top. Uh, I'll get to it. Series of tweets. (laughs) uh, Mike Shinoda, also known as the guy who raps in Linkin Park songs said, how is a young artist expected to put in enough time to get great at their craft when they need to feed all these content channels? And this is the next one. I think I'll forward this to everybody in the company. (laughs) (laughs) The time they spend generating mind-numbing content might have been at the expense of the best song they never wrote. Oh, I get it. Yeah, if you're doing social media stuff and it's great and you're like, wow, I really... But when it's just mind-numbing grist for the mill... Well, it doesn't even matter whether if it's great or not. It still lasts for only a minute or two. I mean, it could be great right. content. I know. It's mind-numbing. But Mike Shinoda's right. It's mind-numbing. Is it so, uh, close to a home buzz? <laughs> Uh, he's not the only one saying it. Halsey recently made pretty much the exact same complaint that her record label Forcing wants them. her to do so much social media content, she doesn't have time to be a musician. You know, I really see this a lot online from comedians. All my comedian friends are constantly having to feed their channels of content to... Yeah, to but that's make, not usually coming down from a boss or anything. Most of Well, the there is no are, boss of comics, and that's the that's the tough part about being a comic these days, is be, you're, you're your own boss, you're your own industry, and if you want to make it, you have to not only just be funny for your sets and writing good jokes for the, st- the time that you're on stage, but basically videotaping your life 24 hours off stage and trying to make that funny. 
Nobody's ruining today for me because there are two episodes of Obi-Wan on Disney+. Plus. Okay, so I have spoilers for Obi-Wan. Do you want me to give them to you? Yeah. Sure. But then other people would have no, Oh, my spoilers. God. Yeah. There's no way I would do that. Absolutely. <laughs> they threatened me this in the in the fan chat on Facebook. They were like, we're going to ruin it. We're going to ruin Obi-Wan. And I'm like, if you tell me Darth Maul shows up in the first episode, that's not going to ruin anything for me. If you tell me that I'm trying to think of anything that anything, there's nothing you could tell me that's going to spoil this for me. <laughs> a time traveling Mark Hamill is coming as Luke Skywalker from the future to change the course of events. Okay, I might not like that direction, but okay. If obviously that's not true, or you wouldn't be saying it. But uh, two episodes. Dropped last night, a few hours before they were supposed to. So, probably a lot of people have seen Obi Wan Kenobi already. And then, starting next week, of it. the new episodes are going to come out on Wednesdays. There's I a- did hear that Ewan McGregor was in a scene with Hayden Christensen, and he said that that he was scared. That Hayden scared him. He scared mm-hmm. the bleep out of him. I find that a little hard to believe. So I don't know what that means. I hate sand. It gets everywhere. <laughs> uh, also, the fourth season premiere of Stranger Things is out already. All right. So if you're in Stranger for Joanna. Things, later tonight on NBC, let's look at the network's the ninth season finale of The Blacklist. ABC has a special at uh, tonight. Soul of a Nation Together is one a special celebrating Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander. Heritage. And coming up on Sunday, the Indy 500. Well, let's get to uh, some calls off the neckline. Beto is now saying that when he went to Uvalde High School, he was going to sit and listen to what Abbott had to say. And it wasn't until it turned into basically a big pro, you know, pro Republican, pro police. And nobody was saying anything about possibly guns might be a problem. That that's when Beto decided to get up and speak. And I'm telling you, whatever perspective you're looking at this from, there are thousands, millions of people who disagree. So whatever it is, if you think Beto was way out of line, there are millions of people who think just the opposite. Mm -hmm. And if you think Beto, hey, it's about time, Beto showed some real courage. You've got to know that there are millions of people in this state alone who couldn't disagree with you more. So let's listen to some of the calls. Hey, I was just saying, um, anyone hailing uh, Beto O'Rourke's disrespectful, pathetic comments at the press conference with Greg Abbott, I mean, it was very distasteful. I mean, there's a time and a place to have that conversation. And that's not the time. That's not the place. And I honestly think it's pathetic. I, I would just like to ask, when is the time and when is the place? Because, you know, this will, believe it or not, fade. But I don't think anybody would be really willing to talk about it in a meaningful Maybe a way. debate stage? Maybe um, maybe a gubernatorial debate stage? Yeah. And that's not the time. That's not the place. And I honestly think it's pathetic. And it makes El Paso look bad. But if you are rooting for Beto O'Rourke, then how come you're not up in arms about the El Paso Walmart shooter and him not being uh, 
having a trial yet. There's 23 people that died at his hands, and he still hasn't been to trial. It's been almost three years. Why aren't you up in arms about that if you're so passionate about mass shooting victims? No, I have an answer for that. I think that people need to be talking to our city uh, officials, uh, our our DA, to see what is going on. Why is this guy being protected? Well, we had a call uh, earlier this week about that. and About this exact uh, thing. According yeah. to the uh, attorney, Joe Spencer is the attorney. He was assigned uh, to defend the Walmart shooter, the accused Walmart shooter. He says that uh, they've turned over almost a million and a half individual pieces of evidence and that his team is going to need extra time to go through it. Uh, the district attorney, Ivan Rosales, uh, said this week that El Paso had just been given an, another $1.5 million for the prosecution in this trial. That brings the total. So that's a $1.5 from the state, $1.5 for the federal government. But really the issue is why aren't you talking about this? No, no, no. I think what we need to talk about is the next one that hasn't happened yet. I mean, the Walmart prisoner or the Walmart shooter is in jail. He's not going to shoot anybody. The right. shooter in Uvalde is dead. He's not going to shoot anybody. We could spend a lot of time talking about, oh, this trial needs to be faster or what was the motive of this. But I think, to me, the real priority is the next How do you one. stop the next one? The one How, that hasn't happened Are we yet. going to just be comfortable with this being a thing? Uh, I'm seeing some signs that maybe we're not, and that some of the people that before might have been able to just... You know, Larry Gatlin says he's not going to be at the NRA convention. He brings up, hey, a background check does not very sound like minimum, such a bad you know. idea. At a, at a very minimum. And Larry Gatlin is, a, a you know, one of these guys who... If you get invited to an NRA thing, you're probably pretty NRA-friendly to begin with. Right. And he says that he does. He agrees with almost everything the NRA stands for, but why can't we at least talk? And so Larry Gatlin, Lee Greenwood, Don McLean, a lot of these musicians are not going to show up uh, to play at this NRA concert. I, I think they pretty much lost all of the uh, talent that they had scheduled. The latest we've heard, Abbott is not going to be there in person, but he's going to have a message in. But Cruz and Donald uh, Trump will be there. Donald Trump are still scheduled to be at the NRA convention. Although you were telling me that it's so, I said, oh, it's 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 weird that this year they're not having guns, uh, they're not allowing guns at the NRA convention. Uh, and I was saying, I thought it was just because Donald Trump was showing up. No, th- this had been a story before: is that when the NRA has the convention, the place they have often have their own rules. And the rules aren't in this case. Guns aren't allowed, and they're saying it's because the former president is going to be there. But this is not the first year that the NRA has had an event where you're not allowed to carry guns because of safety concerns. Right. Uh, here's another call. Morning, morning show. Um, Beth O'Rourke got the point across to Greg Abbott. Look, he's doing a recorded message and showing up instead of showing up in person. Yep. So Beth O'Rourke held him accountable. And now Abbott's rethinking that because now it's going to cost him possibly votes for those that are like, look, you're still going to an NRA convention, even though the guns are the main issue of what happened. Laters. Like I say, uh, you know, as much as you hear somebody passionately say that they thought it was way out of line, you're going to hear uh, people say just as passionately that it's about time. Well, what do you think about 
the, if Governor Abbott appears to have done nothing on gun control and there's another instant or another action. Oh, no, he's done plenty on gun control. He's undone most of the gun laws. Right. I mean, the things that he's done have pretty much taken any teeth out of gun laws. You don't have to have a permit. You don't have to have training. I think as that's long what as you're, you're not legally barred from having a gun, right, exactly, you can carry it around. Open carry or, un- or constitutional you carry? Can, constitutional carry is either open or uh, concealed, either one. Um, he basically did away with any kind of training that you might have had to go through if you've got a concealed carry license in texas in the past 30 years you've had to go and sit in a class and right. you know spend some time at a range usually so puts to him say in a- that he hasn't done anything on the issue of guns right right, is right. absolutely not, not true. true he has loosened gun rules done away with gun safety in a lot of ways cut the budget of for state mental health by right. 21 million dollars he did that just last month 221 million you know, I read a couple of figures, and I think I, I saw two hundred and eleven. I also saw twenty one. So one of my sources, or they could be for it. different things, right? I mean, they, they, but there was a huge cut in the budget for the department that oversees mental health. And what did Abbott want to say when he was doing that speech that uh, Beto bum rushed the stage? It's all, all he, about mental it's all health. About mental health. We got to do a better job in mental health, people. Yeah. Well, we don't have to go back more than a month to find out that Greg Abbott just did massive cuts. Well, that's what I mean is I think when you, when, when you have a school shooting of, of kids, of young kids, another uh, Newtown, like this is something that makes people want to see a change happen. And when they don't see a change, when I, they don't see that change, I think that's when they'll react to the politicians. That's when the people will get voted out. Yeah, but you got the good idea. Making it age 25, we have the uh, huge AR-15. But uh, money controls this whole thing. And uh, just like with the arms, that the, the Pentagon funnels basically for, for the uh, corporations to make huge amounts of money, it's never going to stop. I hate to say that, but uh, that's the way I see things. Unfortunately, I appreciate your idealism, though. Thank you. Yeah, I just never want to get to a point where we say there is nothing. We can't do anything about it. Be done about it. It's impossible to solve this gun conundrum. Uh, One more call, and we got to take a break. Hey, Buzz, how's it going? Uh, One thing you keep bringing up is background checks and. there, if you go through a F, uh, dealer, licensed dealer, there are background checks. Sometimes it can go through in 20 minutes. Sometimes it takes three days. First time I bought a firearm, took me a week for my background check to clear. And, of course, they weren't going to find anything on this 18-year-old because unless he had committed crimes before he was 18, nothing was going to pop up. Also, you said uh, imposing an age limit on assault rifles to 25. That's not going to do anything different. Uh, age limit to buy a handgun is 21. He had a handgun. He wasn't 21. That's not going to do anything. Yeah, but if you'd only had the handgun, well, it might have been he less. Couldn't buy an AR-15. You know, maybe he wouldn't have been able to hold off the police for an hour. We're talking, you know, maybe over an hour that he was able to hold off all these police. If he'd only had a handgun. Uh, so let's take. So you heard him talk about my suggestion. My suggestion was let's do for. For three years, 
you can't buy an AR-15 unless you're 25. Because what what is one thing that all these shooters have in common? Uh, they're young. Rifle. Or now, young. The, 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 the gun, but also they're young. They're either in their teens or, or very early 20s. What uh, if we just made it so you come in on your 18th birthday, get out of here. You cannot buy an AR-15. And then at the end of three years, did it have any effect at all? Is yes, the situation no. worse? Is it better? Same. Whatever. That's not gonna. That's not gonna upset most people. I, it actually would. I was gonna say if you're over 25, you know, and you like having AR-15s to go out and shoot whatever you like them for, it's not gonna affect you. Do that, and then examine what's the result after after three years. If the situation hasn't changed at all, then you can say, well, okay, then we've got some kind of evidence that it didn't do anything. And. Uh also, uh, I agree with the government with the mental state. I mean, um, 30 years ago, you could buy uh, hang, uh, guns easier than you can today, and there weren't no shootings. So what's the difference between then and now? It's the way these kids are growing up, you know, in, in the environment of social media. And and I don't know, it's just different times, you know. It, it- hey, do a real quick check. I just want to find out, do they have social media in Japan and Ireland? Because, I mean, if we're really getting down to what causes these mass shootings, we've got to find something that we only have in the United States. So could could you confirm for me? No, I believe the Internet media? is there. Too, just, the, yeah. just America. We're the if only... you Google social media Japan, it says social media is an increasingly influential means of communication right. in Japan. A lot of this really seems to be you have to get up out of your chair and move to look around the giant elephant that's in your room to say, oh, I think it's video games. And I don't know, it's just different times. You know, it it affects their minds. and You know, COVID too, you know. We were the only country that had COVID. Right? That wasn't an issue in any other country. Just us. Right. Only bad things happen to the United States. Sure. United States must be the worst place to live. We're the we're the only place that has school shootings, so it must be this thing that happened globally. You know, that global pandemic that we had that affected every country? <laughs> There's just a lot of things. There's not one right answer to fix this or anything. It's just a multi- it's just multiple. Well, if there's not one right answer, then why don't we look at multiple answers then? And I think one of those multiple answers would be maybe make it so you can't go in on your 18th birthday, buy an AR-15, Go back a couple of days later and buy 400 rounds of ammunition. You know, tighten that up a little. I mean, if that, if somehow that makes things a little more inconvenient for you, I would just ask you to, you know, some, find some way to get past it. I am sorry if that is going to make things the slightest. You know, let's think about the real victims here. Gun nuts who might have to wait an extra week before they're able to get their hands on their ammunition or whatever. Things, it's just crazy i mean everybody's got to get together and and um give up a little bit of what they believe uh yeah on each side to fix this all problem right. there you but, go you know it's um I, all right I, i'm willing to uh say let's let's have stronger bulletproof glass or i'm willing to say let's maybe have a resource officer who's armed are you willing to say since i you know if it's going to take giving up a little bit on each side Strengthen those background checks. Make the minimum age that you could buy an AR a little higher. Give or and at take. least talk about it. Since we're talking about give and take, let's uh, let's actually. I'm willing to arm them. teachers. <laughs> what are you willing to do? 
It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. A uh, reminder, if you're going to Jack White, that is a phone-free show. Which, I don't know exactly what that means. Do they take your phone? Do they just make you promise to leave it in your pocket? Either you you leave it in your car, or I believe they're going to have those pouches that you put your Uh, phone in. These phone-free shows are kind of confusing because... I am told that some people find use magic or something to get a ticket on your phone. So your phone is your ticket. <laughs> right. I don't understand it's this. It's called stuff. ticket witchcraft. Yeah, ticket witchcraft. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jack White Supply Chain Issues Tour comes to the El Paso County Coliseum tonight. And we've been giving away tickets all week long. I do not know if we have tickets, but we might. So uh, <laughs> I guess find out. But I know we have given away tickets every day this week uh, during the day. Let's get to our Mo Show calendar and daily almanac of events and take a look ahead at what's happening today. The Memorial Day weekend is just about to get started. Of course, we've mentioned that. Today is Heat Awareness Day. And I guess appropriately, we got a predicted 102 in El Paso Ugh. today, so... It's going to be, be the hottest day of the year so far. 102 in El Paso today on Heat Awareness Day. Today is National Polka Dot Day and National Road Trip Day. Joanna, you like polka dots? Yeah. yeah I what, can rock some polka dots. That's one of your patterns. Yep. You like road trips? Yeah. What about polka dot road trips? Mm, sounds you, sketchy. You like gladiator movies? birthdays today include johnny depp's daughter lily rose depp who is 23 uh she's got an acting career but i guess she's only uh so far appeared in two movies both of them from kevin smith yoga hosers hosers. is yoga hosers good yeah it is i like it from outcast andre 3000 has a birthday today he's 47 47. Yep, yeah. Andre 3000 is 47. Jack McBrayer, Kenneth the Page, the Page on Kenneth. 30 Rock, uh. is 49. Um, He's the same character in everything, right? No, he's not. Oh, yeah, he is. No, he's not. Uh, he's Fix-It Felix. He's Fix-It Felix in Thank Wreck-It you. Ralph. Uh, in Finding Sarah Marshall, he's the... It's just he's oh, Kenneth he's the Page not- on va- on his honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> he's great at his goofy smile. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Jack McBrayer's forty nine. Uh, birthday for Paul Bettany, uh, who played Vision in the Avengers movie. He's fifty one today, and some of his text with Johnny Depp that came up during the uh, trial over the past couple of weeks. You know, I'm noticing Johnny Depp is, in my mind, is becoming kind of like the nexus of all celebrities. <laughs> Everybody's like, how many degrees from Johnny Depp are they? Actor Joseph Fiennes is 52. He played Shakespeare in Shakespeare in Love. He's Ray Fiennes' brother. Uh, he's Commander Waterford on The Handmaid's Tale. Do you... Is that anything you ever watched, Joanna? I watched like maybe the first season and then like part of the second. Okay, so you're you're familiar with Handmaid's Tale. Yes. 
Oh, he's Shakespeare and Shakespeare in Love. Yeah, one of my favorite movies. Yeah, of all time. I forgot how many times you made Didn't me watch you that. Didn't you make Nico watch that? Several I make times. Everybody watch it. <laughs> and it's not even like a special occasion. It'll just be like, what should we watch today? Oh, I'm really in the mood to watch Shakespeare in Love, guys. <laughs> I can quote it. Like, drop me anywhere in the movie, and just like Princess wow. Bride, I can just tell you the next line what it's going to be automatically. Former child star Todd Bridges, who played Willis on Different Strokes, is 57. Every time Gary Coleman would say, What you talking about, Willis? It was Todd Bridges that he was making that inquiry of. <laughs> <laughs> he does stand up now. I know that he's been in here uh, when he's been through town to do stand up. Yeah. That's like a, meeting a big star to me. Yeah. You know, like when Todd Bridges comes in, that's, that's like to, from my childhood, that's a big star. Adam Carolla has a birthday today. Adam Carolla, who started off with Jimmy Kimmel. The Man at, Show. No, before The Man Show, they worked together at, uh, I forget what the, it's not, it, one of the stations, one of the big stations. WKRP. No, no, no. It's K, one of the LA stations. He and Jimmy worked together. Then they did The Man Show. And now he's mostly known as a podcaster. Adam Carolla is 58 today. Perry Gilpin, who played Roz on Frasier, is 61. Lou Gossett Jr. is 86. Um, he was most recently in The Watchmen on HBO, the series The Watchmen. Who did he play in that? The old man. <laughs> He's 86 years oh, old. Oh, yeah. He, he the played... only 86-year-old on that TV show? Yeah, yeah, he was the old man on that show. Former Secretary of State under Nixon and Ford, Henry Kissinger, is still alive. And Henry Kissinger turns 99 today. And those are some of the uh, celebrities having birthdays. Of course, uh, we're about to kick off the weekend. It's the Memorial Day weekend, too. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. We're all set for the Memorial Day weekend. Let's just take a look at your weather. Brought to you by Wet n' Wild Water World. Sunny today, 102. It is going to be hot. Uh, no rain in the forecast for the weekend, so you don't have to worry about rain. Going to be some high winds. It looks like Saturday and Sunday, the uh, afternoon forecast calling for 20-mile-an-hour winds. Highs are still going to be around 100. And for Memorial Day, a little break from the heat, I guess. Sunny and 95 for your Memorial Day forecast. El Paso weather brought to you by Wet n' Wild Water World. It's going to be a hot summer. It's been a hot spring, and you need, you can make your Wet n' Wild plans early to get the best spot, best deals on tickets. Right now, you can get season tickets for just $59.99. Available at any area, Circle K, or online at wetwild.com. That is wetwild.com. It's time to get into our news headlines for the day. Here we go. And here is Nico Ajimian with our top stories of the day. Good morning, Nico. Good morning, Buzz. The recall of Jif peanut butter products is being expanded. The initial voluntary recall by Ohio-based Smucker was expanded by the FDA yesterday to include products like Walmart fudge and snacks and candy sold nationwide in most cases. It also includes some Del Monte products with Jif in them. 
If you have any snacks containing peanut butter bought at 7-Eleven, Wawa, Albertsons, or Safeway, throw it out. It's due to potential salmonella contamination that's caused people to be sick since February. The products being recalled were made at the J.M. Smucker Company facility in Lexington, Kentucky. You can check the FDA website for product information. Jif also has a recall form to let you get reimbursed for the products you have to throw away. You know, there's a whole Mandela effect about Jif. Have you ever heard that one? Mm, that it's spelled Jiffy? That some people swear that when they were... Or two Fs. That they were growing up that it was Jiffy. Yeah, Jiffy. But it's not. It's Jif. Now, there was the second most popular... I would say, was Skippy. Oh. So they're thinking maybe people are... But, yeah, I could have sworn I've seen a thousand commercials butter. for Jiffy peanut butter, yeah. but it's Jif. Well, make sure you throw away any contaminated Jif buzz. Dude, I've got peanut butter that's been in there since 2012, so I think I've oh got more God. problems no. with peanut butter. He has other issues <laughs> with it. That bubonic plague at this point might be inside. <laughs> Adriana Reyes, the mother of 18-year-old Salvador Ramos, who's accused of killing 21 people during Tuesday's shooting at an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas, told ABC News in an interview that her son was not a monster, but that he could be aggressive if he got really mad. Salvador Ramos. I, 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 well, he was a monster. I mean, yeah, she may not have thought monster. he was a monster up until that day, but now he's a monster. I'm sorry. I mean, if you murder... 21 people, 18 children, 19 19 children. Yeah. Salvador Ramos allegedly purchased two assault rifles in the days after he turned 18 and used them to carry out the second deadliest school shooting in U.S. history, all within a span of eight days, authorities said. Reyes expressed sympathy multiple times during the interview for the children who were killed and the parents who lost them, but said she was not aware that her son had been buying the weapons. Those kids, I have no words, Reyes said, through tears. I don't know what to say about those poor kids. A Missouri Democrat has proposed a bill that would definitely get Congress's attention. Missouri Missouri Democratic Congressman Emanuel Cleaver is proposing legislation that would withhold pay of Congress members following mass shootings. The No Pay Until Peace Act would withhold one month's paycheck each month there is a mass shooting in the United States. The point behind the bill, Cleaver says, is if lawmakers aren't going to do their jobs to protect the American people, then they ought not to receive any compensation. He adds, I'm sick and tired of seeing kids murdered at school, Americans gunned down at the supermarket or in their place of worship, and Missourians slaughtered on street corners because Congress refuses to do anything about gun violence. The time for thoughts and prayers has come and gone. Now is the time for concrete action. So far, there have been more than 200 mass shootings this year. How many days have there even been in the year? Not 200. I think we're like at day one, 150 oh, yeah. no, of the been. year. Like we're not halfway through the year, so there have been more. And you could quibble over what they count as a mass shooting. It's like anything over you know, not every mass two or shooting, three people. Yeah, right, right. Not every mass shooting has you know, 20, 21 body count. Right. But... Still, Still just the fact that we have more mass shootings by the definition that they're using than we have days in the year. It's a lot. It's a little bit excessive. A lot of bit excessive. It's a lot of it. Come on, let's face it. It is a lot excessive. Southern Baptist Convention leaders have published the secret list of ministers accused of sexual misconduct. 
The list came to light earlier this week and sent shockwaves across the church. Investigators found the organization enabled a cycle of sexual abuse to continue for two decades, ignoring reports of abuse and dismissing recommendations for reform. A nearly 300-page report on the investigation includes explosive details about how America's largest Protestant denomination responded to a growing sexual abuse crisis. Several top leaders have resigned since the report was released last Sunday. The published list is 205 pages and includes not only pastors, but church workers also credibly accused of sexual abuse. I wonder if I wonder if you would know any of the pastors. I don't know. I have a lot of... My brother's a pastor in Southern Baptist Convention. My two cousins, one of my late cousins, is a pastor. Wait, wait. That's what the Baptists call themselves is the Southern Baptist Convention? No, I think most Baptists would say we're Southern Baptist. Okay, but... but the wh- Southern Baptist Convention is the organ organizing, the official... Yeah. Church, I guess? Uh, Yeah. Are you trying to find the list? Yeah, this is <clears throat> this is going to take more time to get into. Yeah, this is, yeah, you're not going to be able to find that list right now. No, I'm. I might not know any of the names on there, but I might know some of the churches. Yeah, yeah right. for sure. An investigation is reportedly underway into whether a retired federal agent may have known about the plot to carry out a mass shooting at a Buffalo supermarket. Law enforcement sources say the former agent was one of several people who regularly communicated in an online chat room with the alleged shooter, Peyton Gendron. The chat was allegedly riddled with racist conversations. Those individuals were reported, reportedly invited by Gendron to read about his plan before he opened fire inside the top store on Jefferson Avenue May 14th and murdered 10 people. The Buffalo News, which broke the story, hasn't been able to confirm if the ex-agent accepted the invitation. Neither the FBI or U.S. Attorney's Office have commented on their support. Buzz, this is crazy. There's a a supposedly a retired federal agent was in the chat room with this kid. The Buffalo kid. Yeah. And the Buffalo kid invited people to read his plan and manifesto before it happened. This was a former... Yeah, as much as we talk about, you know, stopping these people with, with mental problems, it seems like when it gets right down to it, they don't seem all that interested. It's like, well, we do, you know, well, I, you, you got freedom of speech. I was reading something. You can't say that they have, like, mental problems in the sense of defined diagnostic DSM uh, conditions. Like, I was reading yesterday, a lot of psychiatrists are saying it's a misnomer. Most of these people are rational. They're able to come up with a plan to do these things. It does not mean that they're insane. It does not mean that they are, you know, uh, crazy or uh, misjudging things. They are rational yeah, there, people. I think there are a lot of things that obstruct being able to say this person's, you know, saying that he wants to go shoot up something. That doesn't make you crazy, though, just to say that. Just to say it doesn't make you crazy. Also, what would you charge somebody with? I mean, it probably wouldn't be a thing. It'd be, it would even be hard to take their guns away, probably. Right, unless it was like paranoid delusion or schizophrenia or... Even then. I mean, there are, there are just so many things that stand in the way of depriving someone of their Second Amendment right before you can do that. You know, it's almost like you can't do it until they've pulled the trigger. 
in a lot of cases. Right. That, to me, seems like a problem mm-hmm. worth addressing. Well, in happier news, astronomers say a meteor storm over North America next week could produce up to a thousand shooting stars per hour. Or it could just fizzle out. I was reading the same thing. Or maybe <laughs> we're not going to say anything. Wait to God. take my punchline. Yeah. The Tau Herculids <laughs> will light up the northern sky Monday and Tuesday when the Earth passes through a thick cluster of space rocks created by a disintegrating comet. Space rocks. Space rocks. Astronomers warn, however, that the light show could just be a dud. It could just be a dud. <laughs> if the comet debris is racing through the sky fast enough, it will create a dramatic meteor display. But if it slows down, the light from the meteors will be faint as well. Yeah, it could go either way, it sounds like what they're saying. There will be no moon over North America Monday night, which will make it a perfect night to see the shooting stars. So it's Monday night? Yep, Monday night. Sweet. And get this, for everybody who's listening right now. You could also try and listen to the meteor shower on the radio. It's a scientific intense explanation, and I won't get it in, into it now, but basically, meteors reflect radio waves. We're running it on KISS FM, if you want to. <laughs> no, you can't find it on KISS it's FM. It's their best programming of the year. Oh my God. I'm going to tell Mikey said that. The best bet to hear them is to scan 91.1. Or lower on the FM uh, dial. Ah, so you can hear them on on the dial where they don't already have stations. In. Yeah. Okay. If there's no radio station, just listen to the radio then. To us. Pete Cadence appreciates that he got to be a millionaire through the hard work of himself and his minority workers, and now he's paying it backwards. That's how the businessman words it. His charity, Hope Chicago, is on its way to becoming the largest scholarship program in the U.S. It started by sending 4,000 high school grads in low-income communities to college debt-free. Now the goal is to send 30,000 students to college with scholarships over the next decade. The, 40 retiree, the 40-year-old retiree has pledged $15 million of his own money to reach the personal goal. The scholarship covers tuition, room and board, books, and other fees, and it also provides an opportunity for one of the student's parents or guardians to go to school and get an education for themselves. It's real heartwarming to see a lot of private entities and businesses coming to help with uh, student loans, with uh, tuition, because there's been a lot of talk about the federal government getting rid of student loans, but we haven't seen anything on that happen yet. Yeah, but... For every rich dude doing something like this, there's somebody buying a Bored Ape NFT for $3 million. So. Yeah. What if you found out the same guy who just spent, you know, whatever amount that he spent 10 times that much on Bored Ape NFTs? He's pledged $15 million for tuition and scholarships and $30 million for NFTs. Wait till you see. I've been working on a bunch of drawings. I called them lackadaisical simians. So... <laughs> I'm just about ready to release those in about four days. All right. And lastly, uh, let's see. Well, I have something about Baldwin Brothers, but I thought, oh, no, that's going to be in entertainment news. The Baldwin Brothers? Well, you were talking about shooting stars. Let's hear what Alex is up to. Oh, that's a good recycler. All right. Thank you, yeah. The mother of the famous Baldwin brothers has passed away. 
Alec Baldwin and brothers Daniel, William, and Stephen shared the news that Carol Baldwin died last Friday, though no cause was given. The matriarch, the matriarch, be like a hundred though, right? Yeah, <laughs> fought breast cancer a few years back, but it's not known if that was a factor. In a long media post, Alec paid tribute to her, saying, "My mother taught me about second acts and third ones too." She spent the last 25 years of her life as a fighter and a champion for the cause to which she devoted her life. We are all enormously proud of her accomplishments. She is survived not only by her four sons, but also two daughters and 25 grandchildren, including Haley Bieber. And finally, five men are facing charges after a bizarre home invasion in New Jersey Wednesday night. A group of men entered a home in Jackson, tied up a man and woman at the home, took away their phones, and started changing the locks on the front door. Luckily, one of the victims was eventually able to get his phone and call for help. When the police arrived, the suspects were shouting at the officers, admitting they broke into the home and assaulted the family. But it turns out the men were allegedly hired by the owner of the home so he could evict his tenants without going through the legal process. The suspects were employees. These were more like foreclosure agents. Yep. The suspects were employees of a Brooklyn security company hired to handle the illegal eviction. That doesn't sound like the best way to I evict them. go over there, tie these people up, tie take them phones. up, change the locks on the door. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Uh, and no, this is finally my last story. The last accused Salem witch trial witch is finally exonerated. She's not a witch legally. After 329... Well, how do we know she's not a witch? <laughs> That's what the witch wants you to believe. <laughs> Does a duck float on water? Um, she has got a wart. After 329 <laughs> years, Elizabeth Johnson Jr. is cleared of wrongdoing after she was convicted of witchcraft in the infamous Salem trials of 1693. Yesterday, the Massachusetts Senate voted to clear her name. What a what a normal name for an old-timey witch, Elizabeth Johnson. Right. It's not like... <laughs> Junior. It's not like... Uh... Prudence Goodpenny. <laughs> <laughs> Johnson was a 22-year-old woman living in North Andover when she got caught up in the trials along with more than 170 others. She wasn't executed but never cleared. The effort to get Johnson finally exonerated was spearheaded by an 8th grade class in Johnson's hometown. North Andover teacher Carrie LaPierre, whose class was behind the legislation, said in a statement, passing this legislation will be incredibly impactful on their understanding of how important it is to stand up for people who can't advocate for themselves and how strong of a voice they actually have. And with the news, I'm Nico. I'm going to be out at Painted Dunes on Sunday. I'm going to be out there most of the day because I'm going to play golf. But then at 4, we've got a party started. <laughs> Gates open at 3. And for just $10, tunes at the dunes. It's music, beer, and food. There's a big pavilion at Painted Dunes, 12,000 Macombs, and live music from DJ Vampiro, Broken Dime, Drive, and Redemption. I'm going to be hosting. So come out and join us starting at 4. It's going to go until 10 o'clock. So you're looking for something to do this Memorial Day weekend. How about on Sunday, you come out to Painted Dunes for Tunes at the Dunes and join me. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo, corner of Dyer and Monroe. Just moments from Fort Bliss, Pumping Ink Tattoo. You can find them on social media or PumpingInkTattoo.com. Glenn's going to be out this weekend. What would Memorial Day weekend be without a mattress sale? <laughs> and Glenn is going to be at Mattress Firm, 
95-31. Viscount tomorrow, 3-5. to five. Mattresses, mattresses, mattresses. And uh, he's going to have tickets, tickets, tickets to the Chihuahuas game against Sugarland. So you go out, see Glenn, 3-5. to five. If you win the tickets, head right over because the game will start shortly after that. Mattress Firm has numerous specials, including memory foam cooling pillows, regular $59, just $29. Save up to $500 on Sealy's, plus get a free adjustable base with qualifying purchases. And Glenn Garza will be there at the Mattress Firm, 9531 Viscount, tomorrow from 3 to 5 p.m. Joanna's going to have entertainment news coming up uh, shortly. Ray Liotta passed away. That came uh, as a surprise. Not that Ray Liotta was the picture of health. I remember, like, the over the past 10 years, those commercials that he did for, I don't know if it was Chantix or something to help you stop smoking, it seems like. Mm-hmm. But 67. Would not have seemed like a young age to die 50 years ago, you know? No, if you not go at back all. fifty years at sixty seven, well, you know, he was getting up there, but now it's you know, it it does seem like a young age to die. You're I'll almost be, in your sixties. I mean I'm not even close. Yeah, I mean you know, one year away. I'm a country mile, not even close to being in my sixties. Nico keeps subtly trying to ruin or spoil Obi Wan Kenobi because he knows I haven't seen it. It's out on I already give him a couple. The first two episodes. Yeah, it doesn't phase me. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. So that last spoiler I told you that didn't tell you that didn't didn't ruin it. I mean, it didn't spoil anything for me. If anything, it makes me want to go home even earlier and watch it. You know what? That's what it does for me. And the reason I was telling <laughs> spoilers you spoilers do. Yeah, I, I mean, not spoilers necessarily, but I like knowing as much information I can about a movie before. Oh, going this in. character is going to show up. It's confirmed. Yeah, great. Yeah, bring it on. Also, the uh, season premiere of Stranger Things has hit Netflix, so it's already out on Netflix. Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus has the first two episodes of that new series. I, I think the fact that Ewan McGregor is re- reprising his role, like if they'd have gotten somebody else to do it, I would not nearly... I, that it's Ewan McGregor mm-hmm. is as important as the show itself, that they got the actor to come back and i guess um it would be like Hayden somebody Christensen is back although that would not necess- that would not have been a deal breaker for me well not like you can see him anymore as Darth Vader it's not like he has his face that he really needs they were saying somebody taught him how to do like the Darth Vader walk do they even need Hayden Chris why do- does he have to be in the does it matter who it is in the Darth Vader suit yeah, I thought that the guy in the originals it was uh Dave Prowse. He got Dave, the job cuz he's like 6 foot 9. Didn't he think he was doing the voice too? He, yeah. And then Earl, uh, James There's Earl a, Jones came out instead. I've heard various stories, but Dave Prowse, one of the stories I heard was it was not until the premiere of the movie. Wow. And he's watching it and Darth Vader shows up like in that very first scene. And up until that point Dave Prowse thought that he was the voice and you can also find video of, of him, and it's his voice of what Darth Vader would have sounded like if they let Dave Prowse be the voice. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Take her away. <laughs> 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 
Meghan Markle was in Uvalde, Texas, and visited a memorial for the slain students and teachers in Uvalde. That's interesting. I, yeah, I don't know how. Is she from Texas? Uh, no, but I, you know, I think they're definitely establishing themselves as unelected, somehow celebrities in the United States. I'm not questioning her motives for going to Evaldi. It just seems like the kind of things that you would do in the UK, Megan and Harry are, are trying to do that in this country. Two movies out today. Tom Cruise hits theaters in Top Gun Maverick with Miles Teller playing the pilot son of Maverick's old partner, Goose. And the Bob's Burgers movie comes out today. Uh, Josh Duggar from the, uh, I don't know, like 140 kids and counting. The What's that show called? <laughs> like, you, look at this yeah, family. Like, they got so many kids and they keep having more kids. I think yeah. it's I Can't Stop Coming. <laughs> uh, Josh Duggar was sentenced to 151 months in prison for receiving and possessing child pornography. So he got 12 years, seven months. He had faced a maximum of 20 behind bars after authorities found at least 65 images of child pornography on his computer, uh, including a two-minute video that this story just says, trust us, it's better if you don't know what was on it. Oh, God. He pleaded not guilty and claimed someone else had downloaded that onto his computer. He was previously accused of sexually abusing several underage girls, including uh, four of his sisters. What is oh that show? God. What is that show actually called? Uh, gosh, I can't remember it now. 20 Kids and Counting? No. 21 Kids and... 19 Kids and Counting. Yeah, that's it. 19? And, you know, it's very hypocritical because the family's very religious, and so was Josh Duggar during the show, and I remember... Weren't the family, like, trying to get him, like, not sentenced to anything? Yeah, they were really trying to keep a lot of this hush-hush, I think, and... Yikes. They're they're presenting as like the perfect family. Although if you if you rounded up twenty people, you'd probably have somebody in there that was of a criminal element. Yeah, so one just of like, twenty people. One of twenty people. One of them's going to be up to some no good. Yeah, but this was such a weird type of family where like they I don't think the wife was ever not pregnant, or only maybe like a year where she wasn't pregnant, and the kids would help raise the younger kids. Yeah, right. And it was just kind of a very strange. Let's see, Ray Liotta. We already talked about Ray Liotta passing away. I thought you were going to bring up that Ricky Gervais story. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Story. Joy and I know Hulu keeps trying to get you to watch the Kardashians. You keep resisting, but I can give you an update on this week's Kardashian. Kim apologized to her mom and her sisters for all the nonsense Kanye put them all through. So she's apologizing for what everybody had to go through because of uh, Kanye. Ricky Gervais has a new special out, and people are criticizing him for transphobic comments uh, in his special. So I don't have an example of any of the specific transphobic, but 
his new Netflix special is called Supernature, and I've got a you know minute or so of Ricky Gervais. And it's almost like he's telling people, okay, this is how humor works. This is why you laughed at that, and here's why you're, you know, this is why some of you are upset. So you like uh, you like what Ricky Gervais is doing there? Yeah, that was super funny. Um, and the the reviews I'm reading of it said exactly like that, but I hadn't heard him do it. And but they were like, he basically tries to explain humor to you. Uh, I mean, it's it's really oh, you're stupid. I believe this because most people, you know, don't don't get when somebody's doing irony or somebody's satirizing something. Right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna explain to you how it's supposed to work. But, uh, yeah, they're saying, oh, having already condescended to explain irony to us, <laughs> he expects us to laugh at the whole concept of Eddie Izzard, or maybe the concept of finding Izzard funny, or an uncomfortable mix of both. I don't oh, know. There's some people criticizing him for transphobic oh, super, yeah. uh, content. They're saying that he go- goes into it more than Chappelle does. Really? But, I don't know. The audience just can't get mad. I'm sorry. Don't go. Don't go see these things. But you you can't get mad if you go to a comedy show. Uh, you, you can, but you you can't do anything about it. Get mad, but is getting up and walking out an acceptable? That, sure, get up and walk out. Don't go see the next one. But to expect the artist to conform to what you want to hear is not art. You know, there have been rock bands that have dropped some of their most popular songs from their concert or changed key lyrics because, you know, just the content does not really match up. Well, it it begs the question of who owns art once it's made, the artist or the audience. So, for example, if Leonardo da Vinci was here and he didn't like the way the Mona Lisa looked, could he go up and fix it or change it if he wanted to? I don't know. Does he own it, or does the audience who has loved and appreciated the Mona Lisa for hundreds of years? Oh, I think he's been dead long enough. His body would be too decomposed to really do any of that fine motor skills that would. Thank you for taking the journey of going through the thought experiment with me, Buzz. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo on the corner of Dyer and Monroe, just moments from Fort Bliss. Find them on social media or PumpingInkTattoo.com. Joanne has been getting uh, some questions about the Jack White tickets that we've given away this week. (laughs) So people who won Jack White tickets, we have found those answers that you have. Where are your tickets being the main one? Joanna, people who won the tickets, where do they get their tickets? You can come pick up your tickets here at our station at 4180 North Mesa. They are ready for you to pick up the concerts tonight. Bring an ID. Bring an ID. We're open until 5. Yeah. I think. So you have until 5 to pick up your tickets. But they are here ready to pick up. You know, just make it 4 just to be on the safe side. Because, <laughs> right? like, especially on a weekend and a Memorial Day weekend. The office is going to be closed yeah, as soon as true. they can close it. So uh, so be here by three. 
All right. This week, if you won uh, tickets from, maybe you won them from Veronica or Daniel, you heard Glenn giving them away. If you won Jack mm-hmm. White tickets this week, the answer to your question is those tickets are here for pickup. Come get them. I'm sorry if there was uh, any confusion at all. Believe it or not, there may be some things about Memorial Day that you are not aware of. So I went through a list of like 30 and then picked out the ones that I thought were really interesting. Okay. Uh, This you probably do know, but Memorial Day is always observed on the last Monday of May. So this year, it's May 30th. Sometimes Memorial Day can come as early as like the 24th, I think. Might be the earliest that a Memorial Day can land. Did you know that it wasn't even called Memorial Day until 1971? I did not know that. It was called Decoration Day. Hmm. And that was what it was called from 1868 to 1970. 102 years we knew it as Decoration Day. It didn't become Memorial Day until 1971. That is also when we began observing it on the last Monday of May. According to the Department of Veterans Affairs, Memorial Day is celebrated in late May because it's when flowers are likely to be blooming across the country and there won't be any difficulty getting flowers. Did you know that there's an exact moment of remembrance on Memorial Day? It's 3 o'clock wherever you are local time. So uh, 3 o'clock is when you're supposed to pause and remember the uh, brave men and women who died in service to our nation. A.M. or P.M.? Uh, that is P.M., so 3 p.m. Uh, local time on Memorial Day. So 1,500 hours? That would be oh, oh, that would be 1,500 hours. <laughs> oh, 15. Uh, yeah, I was, <laughs> I've got to adjust a little bit. I'm aware of military time, but I need to make a little mental adjustment before I go on it. So just some of the things to know about Memorial Day. Time for Entertainment and Hollywood News with Joanna Barber. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. Well, Hollywood was rocked to its core with the news that Ray Liotta, one of the original Goodfellas, has died. The 67-year-old reportedly died in his sleep in the Dominican Republic where he was shooting the film Dangerous Waters, but there's no word on the cause of death. Ray's classic movies include Goodfellas, Field of Dreams, Copland, Unlawful Entry, Something Wild, and Blow. Ray is survived by his fiancée, J.C. Tolo, and a daughter he shared with his ex-wife. Tributes began to pour in after the news. Ray's Goodfellas wife, Lorraine Bracco, said, quote, I am utterly shattered to hear this terrible news about my Ray. People always ask me what was the best part of making that movie, and my response has always been the same, Ray Liotta. Robert De Niro said, quote, I was very saddened to hear of Ray's passing. He is way too young to have left us. Stranger Things Season 4 Part 1 premieres now on Netflix, and Netflix is now adding a last-minute content warning in the wake of the devastating elementary school shooting in Uvalde. The streamer has added a disclaimer to the premiere that warns viewers about violent content involving children in the first scene that says, quote, We filmed this season of Stranger Things a year ago, but given the recent tragic shooting, viewers may find the opening scene of Episode 1 distressing. We are deeply saddened by this unspeakable violence, and our hearts go out to every family mourning a loved one. Hmm. Netflix also edited the description for the premiere to include warning... 
contains graphic violence involving children. The disclaimer will only be shown to viewers in the United States, not globally. Have you watched every season of Stranger Things? I have, yeah. Have they all been as good? Not really. I think the third one was okay. The first one was, of course, amazing. The second one? The second one? one was a little, eh. And the third one? The third one towards the end got a little better. Are, is it in your plans to yes. pick back up and start watching season four? <laughs> yes. It's well, something that I do with my nephews. The one thing aww. they still want to do with me. You can me. bond over watching Stranger yes. Things. Do you guys watch it like the day it comes out? Yes. Is it appointment style viewing? We do. Would you like to hear the youthful cast members rap? Uh, oh. A recap of the show so far? Yes. Does that uh, kid... Does the one kid have teeth yet? Remember, there's yes, one kid, he and he's got a, like a condition that he doesn't have teeth, but they said he they were going to grow in. He does? He has yeah. old man syndrome? No, it's I don't know. <laughs> he's the one with the curly hair. And I forget what his character... Dustin, maybe? Dustin. Yeah. Gaden Matarazzo, I think. But the actor, and therefore the character, has some kind of condition where his adult teeth uh-huh. haven't grown in yet. So right. they, they grew in. He has teeth, oh, yes. Well, okay. I don't know if they, they grew, grew in, in, but or, he has okay. teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's adorable. I don't. I actually bailed wait. before the end of the first season. Yeah. Oh, you did? I'm yeah. Because Buzz is not an enjoyer of, of things. joy. Yeah, he hates joy. Yeah. Uh, a thief of joy. I don't think any of these little kid actors will ever do anything else. Really? Yeah, I think Stranger Things really only going to be the thing they know. Ted Wolfhart was already in it. Yeah, he's done a lot of movies already. But that's it. And so has um, what's her name? Billy Bobby Brown. Billy Bobby Brown. Billy Bobby. Only difference, she's the she's the one star, the big breakout star. Why are you hating on the Stranger Kids? I just want them to always stay that same age. As a young kid, Jonathan Cyril appeared alongside his real-life brother in Steven Spielberg's horror classic Jaws, credited as Boy Swimmer with Cardboard Fin. We all remember that scene. Oh, he was one of the, the two kids that was pretending, was doing a fake shark yes. when there was a real shark. All these decades later now, the 56-year-old has just been appointed police chief of Oak Bluffs in Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts, the actual island where Spielberg filmed Jaws back in the 70s. Jonathan Seal was voted in as police chief in Oak Bluffs just last week. The Vineyard Gazette reports almost 50 years after a young serial played a prankster in Spielberg's Jaws. He said, quote, I'm clearly elated and I'm humbled and honored to have been offered the position. It's something I've been working toward my whole career. Yeah. Do you think he gets to yell out, shark? Do you think We're going to need a bigger boat. Do you, he doesn't say that. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't say it like that either. We're going to need a bigger boat. Nope. That's not how it's said. Work on it. We're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> and oh, that was improvised. Oh, that was good. That line was That was good. Um, do you Never think as the, as what would you say he is, chief of police? Chief of police. Does he have to deal with like a mayor who doesn't want to shut down <laughs> the beach during the tourist season? It's Fourth of July weekend, of it's course not. <laughs> it's Memorial Day weekend, yeah. <laughs> and finally, we've got more info on the upcoming horror movie, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. <laughs> <laughs> and this time, it comes straight from the writer and director, Reese Waterfield. The plot sounds a lot like Toy Story gone very, very wrong. All right. 
Basically, Pooh and Piglet go on a bloody rampage because Christopher Robin has abandoned them to go to college. <gasps> dun, dun, The dun. synopsis reads, quote, because they've had to fend for themselves so much, they've essentially become feral. So they've gone back to their animal roots. They no longer are tame. They're like a vicious bear and pig who want to go around and try and find prey. There's still no release date, but the movie's already filmed and Waterfield is trying to get it done ASAP, especially after those pictures went viral on the internet. It looks like it is extremely low budget. So, so. I wonder if is it just Pooh and Piglet? What it, about Rabbit and Eeyore? And I, the pictures that Tigger. I saw only have what looks like a middle-aged guy in a cheap plastic Winnie the Pooh mask, mask, but it's not even really look like <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. And then the guy in the piglet, it looks like a boar more than yeah. anything. It doesn't, it doesn't look like uh, this is going to be great. But Winnie the Pooh, the reason they made a horror movie is because it's now in the public domain. Mm -hmm. So I'd really like to see if somebody's going to give it the horror treatment. You know, maybe get David Cronenberg or somebody. <laughs> With your Wes Craven. You know, give it to somebody who knows a little bit about horror. Yeah. Maybe even make it animated. <laughs> With your entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. We're going to have some uh, random facts headed your way. Three, to be precise. Three random facts coming up momentarily. They asked Americans how much money do you have to make to be rich? And it really depended kind of on what generation. More than Nico. Um, then you're a millionaire. A new poll found that your answer on what you say a person has to make to be rich depends kind of on what generation you're from. Let me begin by saying a lot of the richest people don't really make an income. You know, it's from right. st derivatives and or stocks. It's or... way literally above my pay grade. Like I don't know how they do it, but that's how you hear about some of these people that are worth billions. My of dollars wealth is not liquid right yeah, now. Right. Uh, so here's what uh, Gen Z. So that's my daughter's generation, or high schoolers, or very young college students right now. I guess are Gen Z. Gen Z said somebody needs to make three hundred ninety-four thousand a year in order to be considered rich. Millennials say seven hundred twenty-one thousand before you can consider somebody rich. Gen Xers said eight hundred eighty-seven thousand, and baby boomers say you've got to make over a million a year in income. But pretty much everybody agreed you're also rich if you've got a million in savings. I think you're rich if you have good friends. I think. If you have a good family life. <laughs> if you have your health. <laughs> <laughs> I think it takes $232,000 to be considered rich. I think a big deal. Or a million Pop-Tarts. I think a big deal <laughs> depends on where you live. Like if you're making 394000 and California. you live in El Paso, oh, you're yeah. probably doing yeah. pretty freaking good. But Yeah, if, how much if you, does the city manager make? 400000 so he's probably doing pretty good. But if you live, if you make three hundred ninety-four thousand, and you work in New York, you might be able to afford a fairly decent place in the in Manhattan apartment. Yeah, you can't get a house. It's definitely an apartment. Well, you could if you want to commute two hours from Connecticut. 
But even then, you know, where you choose to live or where you maybe maybe you don't choose it. Sometimes the job chooses you, but it's a huge difference depending on where you live and what your cost of living is. Uh, I don't know. Would you say somebody who's making a hundred grand a year is rich? Yes. You would say that that's a rich person to me. Okay. Fifty-one percent of Americans say they believe they'll be rich someday, according to the survey. It's not a hundred percent of Americans. Fifty-three percent said that regardless of what you've heard, money can buy you happiness. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah, those people what, who say money can't buy happiness, they never had money. They must not have had enough money to buy their happiness. <laughs> yeah, that's one saying that I haven't believed in a long time. If money can't buy you happiness, it can make you things that it can buy things that make you pretty happy. Yeah, but I would like to be sad in Paris, not in El Paso. I can buy some happy Kush <laughs> or some happy OG. <laughs> Uh, let me see what else is going on. A new South Park movie called The Streaming Wars is going to hit Paramount on June 1st, so that's Wednesday. That's funny. Got a lot of random facts here that I'm not using today. Because <laughs> I only needed three. <laughs> so he's somehow going to sneak in another two. Here's another survey. What do people do to be considered good neighbors like what are things you think people do to be considered good neighbors mind your own business yeah i was gonna say there's a lot of different definitions for a good neighbor like for here's instance, one for you uh, <laughs> yep for instance there's a neighbor on my street who plays loud music at all hours of the day day and night on the free spotify the yeah, you mentioned Spotify. this. Would you mention every this third Dude, song you have to hear the same I commercials? I feel just like yelling out, "At least pay for the premium!" And nobody like reports it. Nobody says anything. There's nothing on our next door app about it. Your Spotify basic neighbor. Yeah. All right. Well, let me tell you some of the things people said that a, a good neighbor does. Cup of sugar. You give me the example from your neighborhood of what a bad neighbor does. <laughs> okay. A good neighbor accepts packages or deliveries when you're away. Yeah, a bad neighbor is a porch pirate. <laughs> <laughs> right? There's but, no porch pirates on my neighborhood, but yeah, I wouldn't let any of them get my package. Keeps an eye on your home when you're on vacation. Yeah, I don't do that. Warns you before they have a party. Do the neighbors you're talking about warn you before they're going to have a party? Nope. We kind of just assume once the music comes ah, out. They're having a party again. At 3 o'clock on a Tuesday while Joanna's trying to nap. Wait, is it so loud that it, you can hear it inside yeah. as you're trying to nap? Yes. Cool. Uh, these are what people said uh, makes a, a good neighbor. Waters plants for you when you're away. Yeah. yeah Boy, that's going above and beyond. I, right. I've never thought of asking somebody, hey, do you mind coming over and watering my plants? I would have done it um, for any of your neighbors if they had asked. I already watered your yard. Feeds pets when you're on vacation. With your pee. Yeah, I still watered it. <laughs> Recommends local plumbers, handymen, or other services to you. 
picks up litter out front. All right. That's a little too far. In my yard or their yard? In, 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 it sounds like they're saying in your yard. Yeah. Like this is what a neighbor Aww, would do for you. The neighbor saw some trash in my yard and came to pick it up. That's so nice of them. What are you doing in my yard? That's my trash. <laughs> are you implying that I'm not clean enough for this neighborhood? I'd probably be like, great. Right. You missed some over here on the side. Liz lends you things like a power washer or a tire pump. Okay. Here's something. So their neighbors this past week had one of those The huge bad neighbors. Gym. Are they the same neighbors? No, some other neighbors. Spotify the basic. The ones right next to me had like that thing you get like when you have a bunch of garbage. Mm-hmm. Just like a little trailer for garbage. Mm-hmm. And I kept wanting to go ask like, hey, are you going to fill that all the way? Because if not, I have some garbage that I, I would like to fill. Up. And my mom said, you can't go ask them if you can throw your trash in there. Well, at least you're asking. And I was like, some I was people would ask. do it without asking. Yeah, right. right. That's I, what I. I said. think it's fine to ask. I should have asked. Yeah. Just I'm also, ask. if you haven't met, you get to meet your neighbors. Hey, do you guys? Yeah, mind? we haven't met. <laughs> yeah. I I would I would think that is totally. I've lived cool. there for six years and I've ne- we've never talked to them. Yeah. Is it the kind of dumpsters that people get when they're remodeling homes? And you just know how? What, what, yeah. Those type. Okay. Like when they do like the episode of Hoarders and they bring in this huge dumpster. And they just throw it all in there. I yeah. mean, are you prepared to be graceful if they say no for whatever reason? How do I... Okay. Or are you prepared do to re- do something for them when they ask? Okay. Well, what do I do if they say no? Okay. okay. No Thank you. You know, I, I understand. I just, I just wanted to ask, but I appreciate it. Absolutely no sweat. Thank you. <laughs> the whole time. It's okay if the answer is no. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there but you go. what yeah. you really got to worry about is if they say yes, and then you get to throw trash, but now they get to assume, oh, I have a, a favor coming my way. Hey, uh, you remember Good how point. you use my trash can? I'm going to need to go dig a hole about six feet deep in the back of your yard, about and I can't have anybody watching know what I'm doing. doing okay? And you can never right. dig this up. Right. Okay. Or ask what I put there. <laughs> I know nothing. You can never ask who I've I put that. I mean, what? I've lived in this house for like six years. I don't know much about the backyard, okay? I saw nothing. Hey, Buzz, how's it going? Uh, one thing you keep bringing up is background checks. And- oh, this is not the one I wanted to play. Hold on a second. <laughs> the way our neckline calls work is that I have a more topical neckline, but. Do you label them? He does. He saves and labels them, but then sometimes he. Sometimes I don't have enough time to do it. Hey, good morning. You just had the topic about being rich and uh, where you're supposed to live, maybe because of work. We just have this problem right now. We live in El Paso and we have to move over to New York for work. So we looked up a lot of different places and thought about buying a house or renting. Now we rent a house and it's three and a half thousand a month. And the schools for the kids and all the living costs are like over five thousand a month. And yeah, that's a little less than my husband earns. So yeah, it's just like working and spending every month. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about what do you consider someone how much do they have to make in order to be considered rich and they broke it down what is what do millennials think, what do Gen Xers think? I think it has a lot more to do with where you live in the country. But sometimes what it's I think this could be a big change. Normally it's like, oh, if you want to earn big money, you got to move to the city. But I think we're finding out more and more people are like, I can do my job, but I can do it remotely, earn a good salary, and I can live basically wherever I want to. So you could go to places where it's a lot cheaper to live than 
New York, San Francisco's. If you want to live in Honolulu, I, I, I've never been to Hawaii, but I know that's great. just through the roof, though. Yeah, but the opportunities for a lot of businesses, and certain ones you have to go to, L.A. or, or New York, you know, those, those are where some industries are just living. Yeah, but I think people are getting more freedom as time passes. As things decentralize, like I know for stand-up, if, if you want to be a professional stand-up, you have to move to L.A. or, or New York. I mean, there's no... I know that some of the people that I know in the radio industry are going on 30 years that they have lived wherever the hell they want to live, you know. And then broadcast somewhere else. Yeah. If they got a show in San Diego, (laughs) I got a, you know, uh, I know a guy. Hint, hint. He's on the the air in Oklahoma City, but he lives in Wyoming. It's one of those things. So for 30 years, I could technically be doing this show wherever I wanted. Technically, but but you choose, to. but you wouldn't get this right here. Get, huh? Wouldn't get that face to face time yeah. with Joanna and Nico. <laughs> and that's the true wealth in my life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready for these random facts yeah. I've been teasing out? Woo! <laughs> On uh, random facts, I make sure that everything is factual, or do the best that I can. Anyway, I. You know, if I ever make a mistake, I don't mind if you point out, but I try and do a really good job of checking my facts before I say they're facts. Uh, Random fact number one for today. The TSA. You know what that is, right? Transportation Security Administration. Yeah. The TSA makes almost a million dollars a year just from the loose change people leave behind at security at airports. So just the airports, the change that people leave behind, I guess they gather that all up. They're literally millionaires. And they make a million a year just in loose change. Random fact number two. Who gets to keep it all? I guess that's what gets turned in, but wouldn't you imagine... If you're the person working there, maybe you just, I don't know. You know I have a lot of change what? on me. <laughs> uh, random fact number two. Jeff Goldblum's only Oscar nomination came in 1996, and it wasn't even for acting. A movie he directed called Little Surprises was nominated for Best Live Action Short. Other than that, Jeff Goldblum, beloved has never received an Oscar nomination except that one. Hmm. And random fact number three. Since he passed away, the estate of Michael Jackson has made over $2 billion in profit. But he's dead, right? He's deceased. Yeah. That's right. But since he's died, the Jackson estate has made $2 billion. It's a thriving business. It sure is. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, just want to put it out there that uh, if you won tickets this week for Jack White, that show is tonight. Tickets are here at the station, but our receptionist is out sick. Also, all of our department heads are out of the building today. Meaning, I've been told, <laughs> ring the bell really loud. <laughs> they got a bell up front. And you're supposed to ring that. Or um, just yell. Knock on a door. Good. Buzz, help me. <laughs> help me. 
you know, we these were last-minute ticket giveaways, so people were yeah, know, waiting to happens. come pick them up. But, uh, look, just, just be aware that we're short-staffed uh, today, so good luck. I want to uh, get home as soon as I can, but I promised I'd take my nephew to see Top Gun, so when I get home, I'm going to watch Obi-Wan Kenobi premieres today on mm-hmm. Disney+. Plus. Actually, it's already out. It came out early last night, so anybody who stayed up till 7 or 8 could have seen Obi- two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney+, Plus starting last night. It does. Mm-hmm. In regards to uh, movie spoilers... Are there any spoilers for Downtown Abbey, A New Era? You know how you love Downtown Abbey? <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> they're, they're trying to find, find something that doesn't spoil spot. for me. <laughs> oh, when we last left off, the Dowager Duchess had decided it was time to win the Daffodil Prize at the local <laughs> Green Grocers. You're not going to spoil anything on Downton Abbey for me. Not Downtown Abbey. Downton Abbey. Buzz likes spoilers, all right? He I, does not care. I have a couple spoilers about Obi-Wan. Somebody called in and they were like, has Buzz seen it? And I'm like, no, he hasn't. Oh, thank God. Oh, yeah, thank God. Right? You, there's nothing you're going to say that's going to spoil it. I think people are, are worried that you're going to spoil How Kenobi. I? Because I you're a thief of joy. That you would just watch it just to do that. Yeah. Uh, I've already seen the trailer. Apparently, but he's, on, pre- he's l- watching over young Luke. Be prepared, though, for Monday, folks, to get an earful. Here's a little thing. If you've already seen it, call in with your spoilers. Yeah, Buzz gets ahead. these right away. I mean, like, a really far-out thing would be, if in the first episode, if Darth Maul, who we believe died at the end of Phantom Menace, if he showed up, because... Plus in the Clone Wars, Phantom Menace. Yeah, I was going to tell you what. What are you talking about? Oh, he, he shows, shows back up, up in Clone Wars. He shows up in Clone Wars, but the a lot of people, one. you know, look. Most you could be a Star Wars fan without going too deep into the weeds in Clone Wars. But Darth Maul also shows up in uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. Yeah. Sorry about that spoiler, but he does. <laughs> yeah, but even if that happened, it's not going to diminish my enjoyment when I watch Obi-Wan Kenobi. Here's a quickie. So why do you think that they kind of reveal the reason Obi-Wan is looking over Luke? I've always wondered this myself since I saw the original movies. Why to was this guy sure safe? To make sure that, uh, you know, they don't close in on him. Actually, no. It's more of the fact that it's the last part of his former brother. Like he thought of Anakin as like a little brother. Oh, so he's going to watch over Anakin's son? Yeah, as the, I, as the last way I, of being I'm close to Anakin. I'm sure there's some kind of aspect of I've got to keep him safe. Yeah, I'm sure there's a little bit of that too. But Maybe really he someday, could have gone anywhere in the galaxy and to, to you know. It really seems like a dumb choice when you think about right. it. Right. We're going to hide this kid from his father. On Let's, his father's We can planet. pick any of thousands of planets and remote swamp worlds or ice worlds. Hey, let's just do it in his hometown. Let's just do it like with his actual immediate family. What immediate family? Well this guy's got like a Stepbrother. Yeah, leave him with the stepbrother. He'll never think of that. Yeah. Uh, don't worry. You can't spoil Downton Abbey for me any more than you could spoil Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> uh, Dame Maggie. What's her name? Smith. Smith dies. What? Yeah. 
Not in real I'm, life, right? No, no, just oh. in Downton Abbey. She is the Dowager Duchess. Yeah, she dies. Dowager Duchess. Well, yeah, I mean, I think this is supposed to be taking place in either the 20s or 30s. Downton Abbey we're talking about. The fact that the old gal is still around is a surprise. That would be the spoiler is, oh, Maggie Smith's character is still alive. Oh, okay, never mind. Sorry, Maggie Smith's character is still alive. Resurrects. No! So people have a lot of questions. Uh, spokesman for uh, tech, for the Highway Patrol basically gave a uh, talk yesterday, and some of the people in attendance thought that it raised a lot more questions than it answered. Uh, for instance, the gunman who massacred 21 people, 19 of them children, in Uvalde, Texas, was in the school for more than an hour before he was killed by law enforcement. According to authorities, uh, El Paso Times report from Associated Press today says amid mounting public anger and scrutiny over their response to the rampage. I was watching some of the coverage of this or listening to it on Fox and Fox was going really hard at whether or not the police went in early enough. You know, normally, don't you think of Fox as being the the pro-police outlet? It seemed like yeah, a lot of the hosts that I was listening to on Fox News. Well, it News depends. They're not pro. They're not pro police when it comes to the Capitol, uh, right? Oh, right, right, right. But it sounded like they had some hard questions about whether the police, you know, dicked around outside too long or whether they went in. Uh, I got a little bit of the. Uh, I think I've got a little bit of the audio of that. And you could just hear the reporters, you know, feel like that uh, the spokesman's not being. And this is the uh, spokesman Victor Escalone for Department Tech, uh, Department of Public Safety in Texas. Uh, in his in defense of Officer Escalone, it seems like he very much is. I you know, if I can't answer that question, I'm going to tell you that I, I don't know, and that we do have conflicting reports, and that some of this stuff is rumor. And yeah, he's not spinning it. You know, at least. He, it, it doesn't sound like he's spinning it. Although when he started the press conference, he did say the people of Uvalde need to know that the police responded immediately. But then, you know, he doesn't account for this at least forty minutes to an hour. Uh, where the gunman was inside and the police had not. And there are videos, and these are really hard to watch, of the parents that start showing up. Right. And they're... Knowing that there's something going on. First of all, terrified, concerned, then angry because of what they perceive as the police not going in, and they can hear the shots going off. So the whole thing is very, very tough. Um, But yeah, I'm seeing it on CNN and Fox News that it's, hey... We're not getting the full picture yet, and at least the suggestion that law enforcement on the scene has has not been totally forthcoming. Well, that already happened on t- the 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 shooting happened on Tuesday, yep. and this was Thursday was when the press conference was. So this was already two this days. This is later. only going to keep this story going. If we thought like, okay, maybe we can take some time out from having to talk about these kind of things. The fact that Beto did uh, his oh, thing. Yeah. A lot of people fa- are, you know, people are very split on whether Beto is a hero for standing up at the, at the presser that they had at Uvalde High School or if he's a sick 
What did the mayor call him? A sick son of a bee. Right. I mean, the, even our callers are very split on... Right, down, right Bet, down the middle. If Should Beto be condemned? Yeah, almost right down the middle. You're but right. this is going to keep the story in the news for a long time. And I think the, the, the Department of Public Safety could do a lot by having somebody explain it all. Well, but I also appreciate that there's so much going in. You had uh, officers driving in from other communities as far away as Eagle That was Pass. Tuesday. That was Tuesday. And uh, by now, Look, we should was, have all that information. At that press conference yesterday, uh, Officer Escalone revealed, and as far as I know, this was the first time, no, there wasn't an armed uh, resource officer on campus that confronted the gunman. So up until yesterday, that's what we'd been thinking for you and know, he wasn't wearing hours. body armor. He was not wearing body armor, it turned out. So uh, it, it would be good to have somebody with the real information come out and say, look, here are the facts. Not, you know what, I understand you're frustrated and I promise we'll come back Listen to, to how different the, the opinions, even in our listenership, uh, on Beto getting up and interrupting uh, Greg Abbott's presser. Morning, morning show. Um that the work got the point across to Greg Abbott. Look, he's doing a recorded message and showing up instead of showing up in person. So that's the work held him accountable. And now Abbott's rethinking that because now it's going to cost him possibly votes for those that are like, look, you're still going to an NRA convention, even though the guns are the main issue of what happened. Laters. Uh, yeah, we're hearing that, uh, the governor Abbott is going to be at Uvalde. He is not going to attend in person, but he's going to have a recorded message is the latest that we'd heard, uh, for the NRA convention, which is going ahead this weekend in Houston. Almost all of the entertainers have withdrawn. They were going to have the NRA's grand old night of freedom concert, but it looks like that's not going to happen. Don McClain dropped out. The guy who does American Pie. And yesterday, Larry Gatlin from the Gatlin Brothers canceled. Lee Greenwood, T. Graham Brown, Larry Stewart, Daniel Peck. You know, if you're going to perform at an NRA convention, you're probably yeah. pretty in good with the NRA. Probably got a gun. Uh, Larry Gatlin released a statement yesterday. He says, well, okay, now this is the kind of change in attitude that, that I really expected to see after uh, Sandy Hook. While I agree with most of the positions held by the NRA, I have come to believe that while background checks would not stop every madman with a gun, it is at the very least a step in the right direction toward preventing this kind of tragedy. You know, you've got Larry Gatlin, and I don't know that much about Larry Gatlin of the Gatlin brothers other than uh, all the gold in California was a legitimate banger when it came out. But... To be, you know, he's here is a guy saying, I agree with the NRA on almost everything, but a background check doesn't sound like the worst idea, guys. Mm-hmm. So I think there's some incremental, some people are coming around. It's hard to see children murdered. And you'd think that but after the first time it, it happened. Right. We've seen it so many times. Hey, I was just saying, um, anyone hailing uh, Beto O'Rourke's disrespectful, pathetic, comments at the press conference with greg abbott i mean it was very distasteful i mean there's a time and a place to have that conversation and that's not the time that's not the place and i honestly think it's pathetic 
and it makes El Paso look bad. But if you are rooting for Beto O'Rourke, then how come you're not up in arms about the El Paso Walmart shooter and him not being uh, having a trial yet? There's 23 people that died at his hands, and he still hasn't been to trial. It's been almost three years. Why aren't you up in arms about that if you're so passionate about mass shooting victims? Okay, I hear what the caller's saying, and here's what it sounds like to me. Hey, hey, look over there. Right. Deflect, deflect. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, I know these kids were murdered, but what about? It's like I'm more worried about whoever the next shooter is than I'm worried about the Walmart shooter who's in jail. And it's not to say that I think we've already talked about this before. We we've have. already been like, yeah, what's going on? The with story the- from his defense is that they have a lot of requirements because it's a death eligible case, and there are a lot of federal uh, requirements that they are going to need another year, they say. And they've got so much evidence to go through. But I'm not worried about what the Uvalde shooter is going to do next. I'm worried about the person who hasn't done it yet. Maybe the person who hasn't even and bought the And speaking of yet. which, had you heard, Joanna, you as well, in the past couple of days, several school shooters being or pr- prevented from happening? I hadn't heard that, no. Uh, there's a 18-year-old from Texas, from Shelby Township in Texas, that was uh, caught and arrested after threatening a school. Uh, in Portland, Oregon, uh, two kids have been arrested for threatening uh, a school. A lot of people are saying that parents right now are like hyper vigilant right after this um, tragic Uvalde shooting, and that parents are are pr- probably and rightfully looking at all the kids in their life. Hey, Buzz, what Beto did today was awesome. Someone. You know, everybody wants to call out the governor and all these elected officials. Enough with these uh, thoughts and prayers. We need action, you know? I mean, he called them out. And you know what the best part was about it? Uh, the governor was all quiet about it. He didn't have his advisors and everybody to just guide him through some script. Beto said it straight from his heart that he was very passionate. This This topic about what's going on with these mass shootings and gun control, that we need to call out all these politicians that are just uh, pushing that agenda to the side and just giving that business as usual. But do you see how far apart we are just based on the callers? Right. You know, the previous caller, Beto, is sick. It's, uh, you know, and, and this caller can't understand why anybody would be on the side of... Uh, Abbott and right. the other people that were up on that stage. I mean, we're still a long way, but I think I do see some movement from some of these people. Uh, you know, I, like Larry Gatlin, but also we've had some callers and people who say, hey, I've always considered myself a super Second Amendment uh, rights person, but yeah, there's got to be there's got to be more uh, steps that we can be taking. Uh, All right. Well, I thank everybody that called in this week. It has been a tough week, and we've got the weekend ahead of us, the uh, three-day weekend. I sure hope that it's great for everybody. Relax and come back uh, refreshed on Tuesday. Oh, yeah, Tuesday. Have a great weekend, everybody. And we'll be talking to you Tuesday morning. So long.